Welcome to the Cool Explorations podcast and radio program with your host, Tony Peters. I hope you'll enjoy today's segment. Yes. We, as humans, have different gifts and it's like the gifts of the the fruits of the spirit and the and the gifts that paul talks about as well yes we're all given our own specific things that god intends to use and Mm -hmm. he has a purpose for all of those things he gave us those gifts for a reason and we need to find ways to glorify god through all that we do uh and in our job finding ways to glorify god and i know in teaching it can be kind of tough because there's so much secular stuff that's thrown at you that it's just like, well, you have to teach this. You have to teach this. And well, it's like, well, eh. yeah. K through 12, there is community oh, college. Yeah. We have a lot of academic freedom. Um, One of the things I wanted to mention really fast that you made me think of just how you're talking, which it's, I think sometimes people feel like I, me- I messed up. I, I missed my calling. It's too late for me. Like, I, I really, I got off on the wrong plan. And I think what we need to realize is we serve the creator of the universe. He can make plan B better than plan A. Hello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, he's not giving up. There's yeah. like, he don't you think he could just create another path? Like he's the creator. Yeah. So we, I think we like a lot to of times we're in the driver's seat, but yeah, no, he, he's the you got to trust him. <laughs> you got to trust him and then ask him and, and ask for his guidance. So, um, but I think, I do think a lot of parents, we try to be the Holy Spirit with our children and we try to, you know, dictate their life instead of stepping back, praying and watching. So you're watching, you're observing and you're seeing, and obviously it's like pieces of the puzzle coming together, right? You're starting to see pieces of the puzzle come together with your son and your daughter. You're already seeing glimpses of their strengths and, um, and then just seeing how that path, you know plays out and that's exciting and um and to trust the lord and to pray and ask him for guidance and sometimes he'll give us little glimpses like write a book and that's kind of cool when he does that he doesn't always do that sometimes he'll give us a dream or a word through a bible study through a message just whatever where he confirms it and and you're you know he opens doors of opportunity uses other people yeah i find i find god speaks in very very different ways sometimes i have actually had audible from god like just it's Mm. so clear that that it was god Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. said it yeah but there's other times of dreams he speaks to me through dreams quite often i've had dreams as well and uh or i'll be reading my devotional and it'll tie in with something that i was just dealing with and i'm just like yeah god you're amazing you brought this at like like the exact day that i was dealing with this i had this exactly and the living word, the word is it. living. Yes, exactly. And uh, with our kids too, it is, we try and make sure that, you know, they're doing their devotions and stuff. But with my son direction wise, he gets so frustrated because he's, he's so good. He's good at so many things that he's mm-hmm. frustrated because he's like, well, he loves animals. So he's like marine biology. He's like, I, I could definitely do that. I'd be so good at that. And he would be fantastic at that. Um mm-hmm then he's and then he'll be like but i also want to be a, a pilot like he wants to be a, a fighter pilot mm, um mm-hmm. but he has kidney issues uh and so mm-hmm. we're like that might end up limiting some of your choices we will see right. going forward as you get to be an adult right where your health is at and that will be god right. kind of telling you well maybe yeah. these careers are not the right ones mm-hmm. we'll close those yeah. doors we'll open this door so we're like you're 11 you've got 
Right. You've got exactly. lots of time yet where you can figure out exactly where you're going. When you right. get to school, you're smart enough. You can take all the sciences uh, mm-hmm, and then you've mm-hmm. got your options and you get out of, of high school and into, into the yeah. world. And Definitely. Uh, he's so good at math too, that we're like, yeah, you can be in the algebra because uh, there's a separate course in our high school, or at least there was when I was going through for algebra. So you can mm-hmm. take your regular math and then you have your, your advanced math and mm-hmm. so like you, you could do that. And then you have your options when you want to get out. Right. Uh, yes. And he's also good with his hands. So he's like, he, he's like, I could be like a mechanic wow. for something. And we're like, yeah, you could be a mechanic. He's like, but I wouldn't make as much money. I'm like, money is not the deciding factor. Right. You do. We're like, you want to love what you're doing. Maybe passion and desire, right? Like yeah. you just said. Yeah. Right? You, want, you want to love what you're doing. I've done too many jobs yeah. right, where I, it wasn't what I enjoyed. Oh, for and, sure. And I mean, and we knew we all have those jobs, right? We all have yeah. jobs that pay the bills. One of the things you just mentioned, which I think is important is, yeah, you're discovering it and you'll figure it out and just stay on the path. I tell, because um, I teach 18, 19, 20 year olds. My husband was 31 years old when he became a police officer. Prior to that, he was a machinist, but he always wanted to be in law enforcement. He was 31. He's had a very successful career. He just retired as assistant police chief. I was 27 when I moved into forensics, and I've had a good forensics career. So a lot of young people think, well, that's old, 27 and 31. (laughs) But, you know, I hear young people saying, oh, my gosh, I feel like I wasted a year or two. I'm so far behind. And they're like 22 years old. And yeah. and I tell them, no, you no, you haven't. You've learned. Right. Yeah. You've, one of my, my son always did. Um, he did uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and MMA when he was young. And his MMA instructor said, you never lose. You only learn. <laughs> that was his. That was his That's great advice. message. That yeah, really good. Advice. He was a great great MMA instructor and um, you never lose, you only learn. And so that's part of the process too. Right. And the other point, I guess I said to, when you know your path, also God uses our experiences, doesn't he? He uses what we've been through in our childhood. He uses disabilities. He uses all of that as part of unfolding into how he uses us. But like we were just saying, it's not about us. It's, it's about, he uses us to bless other people too. So, yeah, well, and that is exactly right. And when I was in, I was studying youth care work. Um, I got into that because of my own childhood past. And there was actually a lady, she was in her late fifties and she was just studying youth care work because she had retired from her other job. And she's like, I, this, this is something I feel like uh, I, I want mm-hmm. to do. And so it's like, yeah, God can use you at any age and yeah. uh, use your experiences uh i've been able to use all my experiences to do this podcast for three years yeah. and uh that has been has been great i wouldn't have had the the empathy or understanding if i hadn't had all those life experiences that god brought into my life and it's helped me to be able to understand with guests and have conversations with people or even mm-hmm. even online where i have my when i have twitter battles with people sometimes uh <laughs> Yep. God has helped me with knowledge and now developed patience um, so that mm-hmm. I can actually have a proper discussion with people when they're trying to just the, the, you can tell they're trying to troll or they're they're trying mm-hmm. to get get an ire out of you. And God's just helped me to be able to actually have conversations with these people. That's amazing. And it's not something that 
when I was 20, I would have been able to do because I was too brash. I was far right. too brash at that age. So I definitely could not have had that patience to have those conversations whereas God's now like, okay, I've taught you. Mm -hmm. now you're going to use these experiences and prayer is key when you're having any of those conversations. Definitely. And you just look at the timing of that too. Look at how we have so many online platforms of reaching people yeah. now because of the pandemic and how God's using that. And you see, probably could see the timing of your own life and the yeah. things you've gone through and how, how is timing is perfect? We just have to trust, right? <laughs> and be yeah. patient, right? <laughs> the, the trusting and being patient is definitely the, the, the hard part. Um, yeah. One thing that uh, I do kind of want to get into is um, you, you talked about why you decided to write your book uh, mm -hmm. a little bit. So did you want to just tell us a little bit about what that book is about? Oh, that's um, probably a good idea. <laughs> and at the same, at the same time, uh, you can also explain what you do kind of in layman's terms. So, cause okay. I know there's, I know there's very technical terms and stuff you can use, but mm -hmm. just something that that's very basic that, that people could understand. And I think they both kind of tie in together because in the book you get into yeah. some of that stuff in a way people I can do. understand. So teenagers for the last 20 some years. So it was in 1998 when I um, first got into forensics and I've done, a have done a lot of different um training events with teenagers. Um, I also have a heart for abused children. I used to teach Sunday school at a group home for abused children who were living in social services group homes. And um, that is really where my heart's at. And But throughout the years, I've seen how young people really love forensics. And the book, write a book, when that, when that um, story came into my mind, the story, okay, I was pregnant and I didn't have any children yet. So I don't, I do not have a daughter, but the main character is a young girl, is a girl. And the book one, she's 14 years old, summer going into her freshman year of high school, about to turn 15. And her mom is a bloodstain pattern analyst. Her mom is me. Okay. A fiction version of me. Her dad is a DEA agent, big Scottish guy. So her dad is my husband a fiction version of my husband. And the young lady who I wrote about, the main character, Bailey McKenzie, the name I just made it up. Um, McKenzie is uh, a Scottish. It could be Scottish or Irish, but she's Scottish. It's, it's actually my daughter's middle name. So when McKenzie? my daughter, yeah, when my daughter saw oh. that in the book, she was just like, she's like, that's my name. And was like, yeah, that's your middle name. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that is neat. Well, when I thought of her personality, I thought of a friend of mine, uh, Mary Jo. We were friends in our early 20s, and she had a daughter named Cassie who loves science. She's now a mother herself. We haven't really stayed in touch over the years. But I remember Cassie, when Cassie was young, was very um, smart, intelligent, loved, loved science. And also she just made me think, I thought of who is Bailey? And I thought of Cassie's personality. So I kind of developed the fiction character of Bailey um, around thinking about how Cassie was as a child. And I, I suppose I probably should have mentioned that in the um, the beginning, but it was, but then it just kind of, then I just kind of developed the character, but, but Cassie, or I'm sorry, Bailey, Bailey McKenzie uh, learned, she started uh, as a junior intern with her mom and learn photography, bloodstain pattern analysis, and just helping out in the crime lab. And then she met other, so the, the story is actually about five young people her age, they're all the same age, 
they're all have different disciplines in forensics and they all have parents who have influenced them in their discipline. And so they've developed their discipline in forensics through their parents' knowledge. Like one of them, she, her father um, is a well-known microbiologist. And so she learns about DNA. Bailey is a really good at photography, bloodstain pattern analysis, like her mom. Um, there's Jake Wayne that his dad is a sheriff's deputy. So he does the firearms part of forensics. Um, and the one who does the the DNA is her name's Lindsay Smith. Um, so, and they all, they all kind of are different, different ethnicities, which I just really just wanted some diversity in it. And just um, here in San Diego County, I've really interacted with a lot of different young people of different diversities, cultures. And so they each are, are different. So um, Bailey McKenzie Scottish, uh, Lindsay Smith is African American. Her parents um, are scientists that traveled the world. She has a sister who goes to West Point. Um, Jake Wayne is, um, Bailey grew up with him. He, uh, is a tough athletic kid who kind of can be um, irritating to Bailey quite often. Mm -hmm. And I developed that character to be like my son's personality. So as I've edited the story over the years, of course, I know my son very well. And so Jake has kind of become a personality similar to my son. And um, so he's the firearms expert of the group. Then I have um, Ernesto, Ernie, who uh, is Hispanic, and he does fingerprints. So he's the he's the fingerprint examiner. And actually, his persona is similar to one of my mentors, um, who Rodrigo Viesca, who I mentioned in the book um, at the beginning. He was a forensic technician and latent print examiner and just um, kind of made me think of him. So, you know, with fiction, you do grab from truth, right? You grab from parts uh -huh. of your life when you write. And then... Um, yeah, so those are my characters, and then they all have different. Um, their parents kind of draw them in, and and there's a bunch of layoffs. So they basically, uh, Renee McKenzie, Bailey's mom, is trying to go to all these crime scenes. The crime rate is really high, and she starts bringing them to help her with at crime scenes, and they just, they, so they go to crime scenes together and they have success in their work. And so it's a, the book one, um, they're start off. It starts off with a triple homicide. It's a, the DEA gets involved. So Bailey's dad gets involved. There's a lot of action. There's, um, I, I read, somebody said, man, I would have loved to go into crime scenes at age 15, but my mom wouldn't have been happy with somebody shooting at me. <laughs> so, you know, it, there is fiction components to it. Uh, obviously, you know, 15-year-olds don't go out to crime scenes, but um, every part of what they do, I, I make the forensics accurate. And if there's something um, forensically related that's not my specialty, I do ask questions of people who I know that that do that. So there's actually education involved in it too. So as you read the book, there's a lot of action. There's um, how to process scenes as far as, so it's all accurate and you can actually learn about forensics as you do it. And there's a lot of character interact interactions. The characters develop, they their personalities develop throughout the book. And then in book two, which I'm writing right now, they're freshmen in high school. And this is they're starting to mature. So as I'm writing them, you're seeing how they're maturing. You're seeing how the relationships are growing between each other. And you're also seeing what goes on in high school, other things. There's going to be different aspects of, of 
going to high school and how it affects you as a person. So it's all kind of intertwined as a as a fiction novel, but it's uh, accurate forensics, action, um, and and teenager interaction, character interaction. I don't know if I did a very good job describing that, but that's, but that's the that's book. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people enjoy it. You know, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from people my age <laughs> that are reading it. <laughs> and uh and actually I do have some of my college students who have read it and said, I love this. So I'm like, great, I'm glad that adults love it. I hope teenagers do too, because yeah, I wanted that- something healthy and forensics, action, and wholesome for teenagers. So that was yeah, my goal. That was something when I was writing that I loved it when parents would come to me and say, uh you know, my kid who doesn't read is like loving your book and he wants you to write another one. And, and Good. it took me years to get a second one out. Now my, my kids are telling me I need to write a third one. And I'm just like, I don't know. I, it, it takes the right mindset <sighs> to, to write and time. I'm like, yeah, time, time as well. Time. And right? I'm yeah. very much a perfectionist. So it takes me years to actually mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. edit and re-edit and re-edit and re-edit. And I have a Definitely. teacher, I have a teacher friend who's great at English. And so she actually did some editing. I had a professional Good. editor in Saskatoon, uh, which is a city a few hours from us, who actually did mm-hmm. some of the editing. And then there's a publisher who goes through and edits. And yeah, it's oh yeah. It's quite My a first, process. <laughs> I have a very a close friend that I grew up with named Courtney and um She's a professional editor. She was the first person to read the first draft and um, did some, yeah, grammar, English, all that editing. But yeah, it's it's a lot. I, yeah. I honestly think fiction writing is more difficult than technical writing. I do. Because technical yeah. writing, it's just straight up, here's what you do. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and add, add photos. Essays. This is how you do it essays yeah. I could I could nail off essays growing up yeah. or any of my college papers I was the type mm-hmm. I had all my college essays done in the first month of being at wow at school because I would just go through and I'm just like okay I I, I don't like you having, can write I don't like You're having things on my to-do list either mm-hmm. so it's and essays mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like oh I can I can nail off an essay easy do my research and I'm good it's all it's all done and uh, everybody else would be scrambling and I'd be like oh I'm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just handing my assignments on so that's a gift, right? Comes and easier to you than others. Yeah. So <laughs> that was something that, that really helped me with that um, part of it. And fiction writing, I guess I'm a little bit more of a perfectionist. Fiction um, writing, I what, think, like is harder. Say, yeah. because You're, you have you're to... definitely critiqued harder because you've got to make those characters make sense to other people. And, and I think sometimes you have to get out of your own head because in your mind, you know what you're trying to say. Yeah. But then... Sometimes I think it's helpful. I don't know if you found this. If when you give some time away from your writing and then come back to it, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, yeah, I need to change that." I'll start working on another on another piece of work that I'm doing, and then I'll mm-hmm. come back around to it. Um, and I try and make sure I do uh, leave mm-hmm. time in between my edits. Um, mm-hmm. And most people like they say, "Well, when you're editing, you 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 detract." Well, I found I detracted and then I added more than mm-hmm. I took out because Change. I'd be adding more depth to it. And uh, yes, exactly. And- That's what I mean. When you realize, Oh no, this needs to, this needs to go deeper. This needs to flow better. You want people to really be brought in and not just skim over stuff. Yeah. yeah. The characters have to have depth. Like you have to, exactly. they have to have backstories. Yeah. I've gone in and done writing workshops with, with schools. Um, and mm. uh, I've, I love it. It's, it's so much fun when you get in there because you're like to kids, you're just like, okay, let's do a, a proper, story web let's actually Mm -hmm. get get all these things branched out and now once we got this branched out what do we take 
this part of that branch. Great. Write out part of that. So then they can actually figure things out and actually figure out that writing process. And it's amazing to see kids just get excited about that. You actually sound like one of the editors that gave me free advice early on. Some of the stuff that you just said, they said to me and I'm like, okay. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I so said, that's good I that you're to, doing that. I said to Susanna that if she ever needs uh, needs someone like your um contact lady editor, uh, yeah, yeah, she, Susanna, uh, yeah, she, I told her if you guys ever need someone to just throw throw a book to and you want advice to on on it while you're doing a manuscript, just shoot it to me and I'll, not everybody will give. Free I'll advice read it over. Then everybody will do that, and that's that. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for the editors who gave me free advice, and I think I'm thankful that they did. You know. I think it's easier to edit someone else's work than it is to edit your own. (laughs) Oh, that's for sure. You know, and one thing I'll mention, um, Dr. Samuel Lowry, as I mentioned before, the owner ambassador, he, when we were first talking, an editor had just said, take something out that had to do with an introduction of the characters. And she said, take that out. And then he said, it'd be really nice if you had like an introduction of the characters more at the beginning. And I said, that's so funny you would say that because an editor just told me to take it out, a different editor from a different publishing company. And he said to me, you could ask a hundred editors the same question and get a hundred different answers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I thought that was funny being yeah. a man of the publishing world. So there's that too, right? Obviously yeah. the advice of editors is fantastic, but at the same time, some of it is opinion based, right? Yeah. I guess. Well, but that was funny that he said that. I uh, chuckled and I was like, okay, I feel better now. And publishers kind of that they have a feel for what sells too. So when when they get <laughs> yeah. into it, whereas as an author, you're thinking more about what you like. And a publishers like, okay, is yeah. this going to be what other people can can draw into? So that's true. And then senior editors also can be like thinking like a publisher, probably because yeah. I wanted even more how-to stuff forensics and um and uh my senior editor katie smith had said you got too many camera settings in here tina (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i don't think so i think i think we need the camera settings she's like no i don't think so and sarah kind of mediated that was like how about i try to change this a little and she found the the medium between us of the author versus the senior editor of what you wanted, right? Of- yeah, I just, I just had Katie on. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't but, listened yeah. to it yet. I'm going to listen. Um, but that's funny. I'm learning about all this, how, yeah, publisher, senior editor, editor, how it all plays out. But it's a journey. It is definitely a journey, <laughs> uh, which kind of leads us, um, we're running out of time, but I, okay. I do want to discuss uh, Ephesians 2.10 and Philippians 4.13. Uh, yes. Maybe you want to just read those verses if you got them before you, and then uh, just explain why those verses are are important to you, uh, and yeah. what we can take from those verses. So Ephesians two ten, you are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. That I felt like the Lord showed me that for my son, and. For me, trusting, and that was when he was in middle school, probably your son's age, of really trusting the Lord and what he's doing in his hand. And now that really has played out now that my son's a United States Marine, flying on the back of an Osprey, he's a crew chief, stationed in the Pacific where it's very volatile, just had his first deployment. So there's been a lot of promises the Lord has shown me, but that was part of it that um as a parent, that was, that was the verse for the parent, but I think it's good for young people as well. And so that was a verse for my readers 
to realize the teens, the young adults, to realize God has a plan prepared in advance for them. So go to him, trust him, let him carry that out. And then Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, has been really my verse throughout my life. I think a lot of people like that verse. Yes, that's a verse for me because the Lord, ah, how he works is he will stretch you, right? He will not ask you to do something you're comfortable already doing. He will stretch you, stretch you. And so I lean on him. And um, so that's why. So that one's that one's been my verse. Yeah. And podcasting was one of those things for me where it's like, I never thought I'd be into podcasting. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. had always told me I should get into radio. Yeah, you have a um, voice for it, for sure. But uh, I was... Uh, as I started doing it, God just made me more and more comfortable. I started out in politics. So I was actually mm, interviewing mm. a lot of politicians and okay. and uh, the local, our local elections when they ran, we had uh, all the mayoral candidates came on. I asked them all the mm. exact same questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of our people for um, our, um, oh, I just forgot the name of it. Um, but the step down from the mayor, anyway, the council, oh, yeah. city council, yeah, 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 they all came on uh, and answered the exact same questions, and they all appreciated that I wasn't showing bias. Mm-hmm. I wasn't showing who I, yeah. I had someone in mind that I actually did think I wanted mm-hmm. to vote for. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll ask them all the exact same questions. That's I'll good. come into this with an open mind, give the listeners a chance to be like, okay, I like, I like what this person's saying. Yes, we and can use the- you in America right now. And all the questions <laughs> that I asked were actually questions that people I'd seen people asking online or people had contacted me asking if I could ask this because I was doing the questions. So I asked questions that actual people in the city were actually wondering about and topics that they were wondering about. So it was it was great to get those to, to be able yeah. to have that insight. And they've actually asked if they when they do their next election round, mm-hmm. um, if I would pull out that hat again. And I'm like, I don't know, I might. I enjoyed it. It was fun. So America needs that. So it's something we need that I right now. Doing. But I like I like people who are online who mm-hmm. like the, most of them that I listen to, they lean right, but mm-hmm. they aren't full right wing. Right. They, they do have some left wing stuff that they're some there. Some moderateness. Yeah. yeah. And and people are like, oh that that's just a fence sitter. And now they, they just call you right wing. No. And I'm just like, I'm like, I have so many things that I agree with on the right. But there's things on the left I agree with yeah. too, and that's yeah. where I got I got death threats from the left, mm. and I got and I got hate mail from the right. So it's just like, well, you can see the it's difference between win. the two. So it's like, so which side would I prefer to be on? Well, I'd prefer yeah. to be on the side only sending me hate mail instead of death threats. <laughs> instead of so, well, there you go. If you so if you're trying to if you're trying to convince me to go one way, well, you, you're kind of deciding for me. But right. uh, no, yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm just the kind of person that that I see things logically and and with reason, mm-hmm. and it's like. That that's the kind yeah. of brain I think my son has too, like that real analytical yeah. kind of mind, and that that's the mind a writer really needs is that analytical mind, which you've obviously got too, so that you can go in yeah. there and be like, oh yeah, and God, it's harder than what people that. realize, but <laughs> you do yeah. have to keep grinding it out. It's not, I mean, yeah, it's it's a process, that's for sure. Well, like you say, it's a gift. It's something that God has has given certain people and not everybody mm-hmm. has that mind and that's not to say yeah. like my son always he knows he's smart his teachers want to move him up two grades and wow. we've just said no because he's already the youngest in his class being a december baby and so we've just like no and he's like i, I want to stay with my process. friends 
He's like, I want to have my friends. So we're just like, see, no, if you lived in Southern California, there. you would have him graduating from college already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a lot of competition with your kids here. <laughs> Pro probably. But we're just like, no, he, we're just like, he'll do that. And he, when he talks to his sister, his sister is smart in different ways. And mm -hmm. so we're just like, he's like, oh, oh, he'll just talk to her like down to her. And we're like, no. Yeah. God has given you the gift that you understand mm -hmm. this part. But your yeah. sister understands this. Do you understand this? That's wonderful. And my son can spout off things about that. But I'm like, but do you really understand mm -hmm. it and have a passion for that? Your sister does. And That's so, wonderful. And so it's I wish of, all parents did that. Yeah. So it's kind of like that in your own life. You have to look at it from that way and be like, okay, so God's given me this gift. He hasn't given this other person that gift. So I have exactly. to try and understand and have empathy right. for where that yes. other person's coming from. And be like, okay, they're not stupid just because they don't understand it or see it right. the exact way I understand it. Yeah. And like you said at the beginning, focus on your own lane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what that's what God wants. He's like, he's like, yeah, like you're you're worried about everything going around you. Let's work it focus on doing what you love and glorifying God through it. Yes. And that that's kind of where we end up with with even the verses that you gave, like God does stretch you, but he puts you in areas where you are going to grow and you're going to excel and definitely and be good at. And he's just, he, he knows, he Bloom knows like a beautiful flower, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is a great note to, to wrap up on. Um, I do want to give you a chance to give a shout out. Um, so yeah. where do we find you and your book online? Yes. So the book is Bailey McKenzie, crime scene specialist. And uh, McKenzie is M-C-K-E-N-Z-A. So Bailey McKenzie, crime scene specialist, is sold on Amazon. Um, and of course, it's uh, Ambassador International on their website. Um, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBooks.com are selling it. It is uh, a, Christ a Christian book, Christian publishing company. And she Bailey McKenzie has her own public Instagram and that is CSS Bailey McKenzie and her own YouTube, which is at Bailey McKenzie dash CSS. So I put um, forensic videos on there. So, of course, I put some book stuff on there, but also um, anything fun, forensic stuff that I'm teaching in the classroom. Oh, um, cool. I just posted bloodstain pattern analysis lab that I did with my students. We're getting ready to do some bending of light to, uh, Wednesday, tomorrow night. Um, light we're going to be doing is that re light refra refraction. Yeah. Yep. We're going to bend fun. some light. I don't know if I can actually capture bending light, but I'll be capturing students <laughs> doing it and uh, fingerprint photography. So I'm going to take some photos, create a fun Instagram video posted on CSS Bailey McKenzie Instagram. So it's public. You can follow her and also on the YouTube at Bailey McKenzie dash CSS. I disable comments a lot of times because there's some internet trolls out there that will put really inappropriate comments and i yeah. just don't i want children to be able to go on and see cool forensic stuff and not see a troll saying something inappropriate so there yeah. may not i, I disable i have, I have most of my comments so that i have to approve comments before they get posted for that very reason i'm afraid they'll slip through <laughs> and i just don't want yeah it's hard but uh, sometimes i go through and I'll, I'll delete afterwards because there's some that yeah like you say some slip through and then you're just like that's mm -hmm. nothing to do with the video. That's just a promo thing for you or whatever. And I'll just or something like, inappropriate. That's yeah. very raunchy. It's like, no. Yeah. And also, so, so has uh, Facebook. So the Instagram and Facebook, they post simultaneously. So that's CSS Bailey McKenzie. If somebody prefers Facebook over Instagram. 
Awesome. And that's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been a real Thank pleasure. you. I hope people have learned something from this as uh, it's, Likewise. it, it, was, it was very, very interesting and, uh, and a great topic. So thank you I for really coming enjoyed on. talking to you, Tony. And uh, hopefully we talk again soon. And I'm going to start following your social media because you're, I already follow your, your uh, podcast, but I'm going to follow your other, other social media because uh, I like what you're doing. So thank you very much. Yeah, my Twitter is spicy. <laughs> I haven't really gotten into Twitter that much, but um, but yeah, that would be interesting with the political stuff we're dealing with right now in America. That would be a good time to hop on for sure. Thank you for listening to the Cool Explorations podcast and radio program. I hope that you've enjoyed today's segment, and uh, I hope that you'll consider supporting us at uh, Cool Explorations on Patreon, as well as uh, you can shoot me an email at tpeters745 at gmail.com if you'd like to support in other ways other than Patreon.